0: The New York Knicks, we are the New York Knicks, we are the New York Knicks, we are the New York Knicks. go, New York, Knicks. Yo, yo, welcome to Let's Talk Knicks, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot, and of course with me today is none other than Marcus Chinquay. Marcus, how are you doing?
1: I'm actually doing pretty well today. It's a nice Sunday, nice and relaxed little daylight savings. Love that,
0: the extra hour. I slept in. uh, I used it. I I, I slept right through that extra hour.
1: (laughs) I completely forgot about it. So I get up, I'm like, what time is it? And then realize, oh yeah, fell back, fell back asleep.
0: Fell back. Yeah, it's a great time. (laughs) Um, I do miss the the lack of daylight, but I'll I'll take that extra hour. I wish, we need more uh, extra hour uh, Sunday morning. It's funny,
1: it's interesting. I always remember, there's always Nick games on those. Daylight savings days and Clyde is always someone forgot and the team sucks and then that's that's an excuse <laughs> that we can fall back on for the day. But we'll see. We'll see how the game goes tonight.
0: Yeah, we got a nice uh Nick Sunday game at uh, at six PM Eastern. Do I have that right? Yeah. Or am I am I still on the daylight savings uh confusion here? <laughs> I don't no? know, if, no, yeah, I don't know if my yeah. calendar
1: updated, but I'm pretty sure it's six o'clock, yeah.
0: Yeah, Washington Wizards, the, Wizards. Uh, the one and seven Washington Wizards. But uh, yeah, we've had a, a an interesting week of Knicks basketball. Uh, the Knicks right now are three and six. Uh, they had a big win the other night against Dallas, um, a little one eighteen, a one hundred six, a big win. Uh, surprising, I would say. But overall, Knicks are still three and six. Kind of about, I would say, where we thought they would be. But. Where where do the Knicks stand at this point? I'm I'm pretty happy overall. It's kind of where I thought it would be. We're seeing a lot of young guys uh, get getting a lot of minutes. I think that's for me the biggest surprise is just how many guys Fizdale's playing. I, I, he wasn't kidding. He 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 was not bluffing when he said he's gonna let these guys earn their spots and run. Uh, but what do you think? What what what's standing out for you so far?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, since I guess since the last time we were on, it's been a a couple weeks, and they made some changes. And, you know, Fisdale switching up the lineups, I think, has actually been pretty good because it's so many young guys. And when we switched in, you know, now Mitchell Robinson is starting and uh, Frank is starting in the backcourt. So it's it's interesting to see, you know, he, he saw something that needed to be changed. And that we were always having slow starts, and that was the change you made. It was like, let's get these young guys up there because that second unit was what was helping guys helping us stick around. And yeah, so yeah, we're not winning these games, but we're in them, which is which is uh, I think still a good sign that we're in these games. We just don't have a closer, and we know who the closer is. So.
0: Yeah, we, I I mean, I I feel like it's only episode three and every time I have to talk a little bit about how Tim Hardaway Jr. drives me nuts. Uh, (laughs) He's a good player. He has improved. I'm going to say he's, his basketball skill overall has looked a lot better. He's up and down the court, still chucking every now and then, but the last few games has been way more efficient. Not so much in Dallas, but I think all the young guys were playing Uh, so well and just it was a team effort and not really a close game at the end so yeah, he wasn't even really playing
1: much in the second half or at
0: least in the late third quarter early fourth quarter he wasn't even in there but but those close games you know the the last one against indiana where he was playing almost the perfect game it was unreal and i'm like okay i gotta i gotta go easy on timmy a little bit let him do his (laughs) thing and then the end of the game turnover not boxing out Chucking up shots, bad selection. He got bailed out on a foul that I don't think he was fouled at all. Sabonis had a great game, went straight up. But um, as you said, right now, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be your closer, I don't know how far that's going to take you. Um, but the bigger picture, well, let's go back to talking about these young guys in the new starting lineup because I have a theory that David Fisdale and working these lineups and especially the big thing of – Mitchell Robinson coming in to start over Ennis Cantor is him also giving you a a preview of what this Knicks team is going to look like next year. Ennis Cantor, I don't think he's going to be a Knick next year. And I think that's another reason why Mitchell Robinson is getting the play because Ennis, as a veteran, he gets out there. He knows what he's doing. His defense, obviously, is struggling. But, you know, Mitchell's out there and he's doing things that I like, but you can also tell that he's really young he's not in the right spots all the time he's kind of just this goofy lanky uh guy just running around but his athleticism he gets away with a lot of stuff um, yeah like i just
1: don't he's always he goes for every pump fake so he goes like jumping like right. a maniac and sometimes but enough of it is that he still alters the shot because he's really long so whenever he does that it's like oh well you know if the guy misses, right. like, okay, maybe he's doing the right thing. But then he jumps into somebody or doesn't know how to not foul, and that's just things you learn.
0: So and these are there. all these things for reasons why he should not technically be a starter, is how I feel. And another guy who I look at where this kind of theory I have almost seems to be true is Trey Burke now, also moving, coming off the bench. A guy you thought for sure was gonna start. Frank wasn't ready. And at times I like seeing Frank out there as the starting point guard. But I don't know how you feel. I really liked when it was Trey and Frank out there because it took some of the pressure off Frank. He didn't have to always bring up the ball. But I really think like Fizdale knows that this Knicks team is not going anywhere that quickly, especially this year. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get the guys who are going to be the future of this team some minutes. The only way, the the quickest way they're going to learn is to be out there. And Trial Mitch, by fire. You're That's in. You got to do it, Frank. You're in. Uh So, and it's as much as usually it's... like
1: this is this type of move that gets made in like February when exactly. they're already out, and you're like, oh well, let's just see what these young guys are. But our whole team is young guys, so you pretty much just have to put them out there. And one guy who made a who got a lot of minutes. You're a, one of your favorites. Boudier was out there on Friday oh, and Moudier. Fisdale it wasn't loves terrible. Moutier lo- yeah. He calls him the best passer on the team, which I think is a little suspect. I have not yeah, seen well, evidence of that being true, but
0: we don't really have a lot of good passers on the team. So yeah. I'll say that. And that's you see, fine. like
1: there's a lot of, there's a lot of errors going on. You know, Tim can't handle the ball. Frank makes some bad passes sometimes, but I'm seeing a lot of aggression on offense with him, which I like. And, I'm glad to see it but is if Moutier is the best passer you have it's like uh I, I don't know I don't know how that bodes for the rest of the <laughs> season or for next season but but like you like you just said actually like you like seeing Trey Burke out there with Frank a big move that was made especially on Friday and you see Ennis Cantor out there with Robinson and because he has that backup on you know not not so much on defense but It also kind of does because Anis Kanter is a very vocal guy and that's been one of the knocks on Robinson. He doesn't know how to talk yet on defense. So you have that connection out there and that's just something for him to learn from while he's there and another big that
0: can score some points. Absolutely. It's, it's really, it's just interesting to see how much things have changed and where this team is going and it, it feels like a big experiment um, for Fizdale and the Knicks, moving things around. I, I, I do like it. And I think, you know, with KP out, it's just, it's like, why not? You know, we, I feel like year after year, we always, and we talked a little bit about this last uh, episode of, we always get down on coaches. Why aren't you putting this guy in? Why aren't we seeing that guy and Fizdale's given everyone a chance. I mean, Damian Dotson. We haven't even talked oh, about Damian man. Dotson. Big this Dotson guy, fan. whoa, baby! I mean, he's reeling and dealing, swishing and dishing. I love it. This guy is a player drafted by Phil Jackson. By the way, just yeah, gonna yeah. just a reminder: yeah. uh, the Phil Jackson <laughs> legacy lives on. But a great young player. Um, I can see him. I mean, he looks like a. Tim Hardaway kind of guy who plays defense.
1: Yeah. And that his shot just always looks like it's going in. And that's, I remember when with Hornacek last year, that's what he used to always say about him is when he puts it up, it just, it's his form is so good. It just looks like it's always going to go in. And that's what you want as a shooter. And, you know, he's just taking better shots. Like he doesn't chuck it, but when he shoots it, he's always set like Tim, that's his deal. That was his issue before the last couple years is he's shooting these off-balance shots and as long as he squares up to the basket tim's percentages are a lot higher and he just has to learn to do that and not be like i gotta run down there and throw it up from 30 feet because he's not that type of shooter
0: and i think what people forget about damian Dotson too is that he came into the league he was 23 his first year in the league as a rookie so he stayed in college longer so his game he's just older bigger stronger more developed where you know people need to remember, Nick fans, that the Knicks are very young. They're they're the youngest team in the league. They're average, and we're not used to this. Old. So,
1: so, <laughs> um,
0: so Nick fans, patience is really important here. These are young, young players who aren't going to get into their primes until you know their late twenties. So just hang hang in there guys like hanging this, tough I, yeah them, um the new kids on and, the block. <laughs> and and i think we also have to wait for the the latest generation of nba players um the kind of lebron durant steph curry era needs to end first before the knicks really uh get into something big um but this this actually brings up another big question we've talked a little bit about this uh Got into a little heated arguments here and there. We're like, okay, we got we to gotta bring this to the podcast. The Knicks' future and KP. We haven't talked too much about KP. Um, Chris Porzingis, of course. Um, because he's been out. He's been out for a long time. We're talking about these young guys a lot. But the Knicks have been pretty quiet about what his health is, when he's coming back. Where do you think... What do you think the Knicks should do here? We don't know his health, so it's hard to say what the right decision is. I don't think we have enough information. But I'm a believer that regardless of his health, the Knicks should sit him out the whole year. There's no point of bringing this guy back. We should let these young guys play, let them run. Him not coming back means the Knicks get a higher draft pick for next year. Um you know, I think even three and 6 they're a little their records better than I thought it would be without Chris Stapps. Uh They have a lot of bad teams coming up, so you can still they'll be a bottom ten team. I think no matter what, uh, if KP comes back, maybe they just missed the playoffs. I you know we talked about this first episode. I don't think they'll make the playoffs even if KP comes back because I don't think it's going to be till after Christmas. Um, they've just been so quiet about it. I can't see it happening before, but I think it benefits the Knicks if they leave him out. Let these young guys play. Let him let those have his knees rest. He comes in next year, whatever team it ends up being. You know he'll get his run in and he'll be ready to go game one, and we'll get to see a new looks, new look Knicks next year. But keep him out. It's it's only going to benefit the Knicks in the long term, is my belief.
1: I mean, yes, that's. I mean, I can see that that line of thinking, but I see it. I mean, and I'm not saying this is how I feel like it should be, but I can see the argument for bringing him back this season because you know, let's say it's not by Christmas, say it's by you know the All Star break or something like that, and they try to they try to work him in. Coming back from that injury is not an easy thing, and you want to if he if he is a hundred and ten percent healthy, I say just let him let him play. You know, because he's got to get back into some kind of shape. You know, then once he knows, I think it's getting over that hump that you trust your body again. Then in the offseason, he can get a real workout and get a real training, uh, training camp in and get real and not be doing rehab all summer. And then by the time the season starts, he's in a better place and ready to go. Not to say he'll be back to where he was. Because I think that takes at least another half season or a full season in some cases to be back to where he was at the start of last year. So I mean, that's where I could see the case for bringing him back early.
0: So you're saying by bringing him back, even if it's like 10, 15 minutes a game, just get the get those legs moving where you're playing NBA basketball, and it'd be basketball, yeah, NBA, right?
1: Because it's not the same. Like, practicing is not the same as being in a real game. Absolutely. Like everybody knows that. But, but if you
0: hold him out a year, can he also get get in some preseason games? And, you know, I, I watch tape of those workouts. I mean, obviously it's not an NBA basketball game, but, you know, a couple pickup games, a little preseason, even ease him into the beginning of the season. I mean, it's not like the Knicks are going to be trying to win a championship next year. Um, yeah, but. Or, well, know. that's. And that's a whole other thing that we're probably going to have to talk about after this Of if KP next year, like he should, he'll be back next year, no matter what, the free agent signings. I got Stephen A. yelling over on first take if the Knicks don't sign Kevin Durant or sign a big free agent, it's a failure. And Fisdale uh, and Perry, they don't know. Or, you know, I don't know if he said that exactly, but.
1: It sounds like know, something he says.
0: Yeah, it's like. It's, again, the Knicks trying to rush and rush and rush. We need to get, like, let's say the Knicks do get Kevin Durant next year. What what does that mean? We're going to win the East? I, I don't think so. And First of all, KD is not coming to New York. Get over it, Knicks fans. It's not <laughs> going to happen. Why would he do that?
1: I've been here. I mean, I'm hearing rumblings around the city. I'm keeping my ears to the streets amongst the people now.
0: Oh, God. It's well, ridiculous. Be- they,
1: they don't think it's as far-fetched what? as...
0: Why do Knicks fans? Why do we do this to ourselves? When a big (laughs) first, it was Kyrie Irving a couple months ago. Now it's KD. We we dream about these big free agents are always thinking about coming to New York. Why? (laughs) We're the youngest (laughs) team. We yes, it would be awesome to play with Kristaps Porzingis. I get it, but you know KD will be thirty-one. He's getting older. And even if we get him, there's all these holes, and we still have a bunch of twenty-year-old guys. It just He's winning championships and MVPs out in Golden State. I mean, you, and he's gonna throw that the all same, away to come to the Knicks. You can ask the same it question, doesn't like, make why sense. Why would
1: LeBron go to the Lakers? Like he's playing with the he's playing with the baby Lakers. It's a bunch of young knuckleheads, and then you bring in the. Uh, I think they're doing kind of. And I'm I'm already upset with myself for bringing up LeBron. I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing this. But just to make to to, to assist in a point here. That you know they're a young team too, and that's kind of the the way is you bring in one big free agent and then a couple other guys trickle in and they're like oh well you get those wily veterans that want to just come in and play, and that's that's one way to do it. Not saying it's the best way. I mean I think I still yeah. think the Celtics have done it the best way, the Celtics and the original Warriors of like twenty fifteen did the rebuild the right way and who's to say i mean yeah i mean i don't know who else would come but
0: i think the lebron situation is a little bit different because it's the lakers you know kobe jack recently um wilt i mean the history there right and also you know lebron's uh career outside of basketball came played a role in that um, as well. And LeBron's also LeBron. He brings everything with him. He, he, he's LeBron James. He's the be- best player in the league. Could be argued now, maybe he's not. Um, but the Knicks, I, I just really think hang tight. I, if it was me and I own the Knicks, my dream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, is that my dream? Actually, I might have to rethink that. Uh, but just hang tight. KP, Knox, they're still so young, they're just going to get better. You saw how the Celtics did it when they brought in KG and Ray Allen. In one year, they turned it around. The Heat, in one year, turned it around. It's just, it can happen. Just be patient. Don't go crazy. We have, again, we're figuring out this young talent, this young team. We have a lot of good, promising things to come. Frank, Dotson, Dotson. You know, Super Mario, even even loving he's, uh, he's showing Mario. Stuff. Mario can uh, it's Nick's podcast. So I think I'll, I'm going to say Super Mario. <laughs> say true to my roots. Uh, but there's a lot of young guys that I like, and just just hang tight, Nick fans. Just hang tight. That's all I ask. Can
1: I can I put a, a side comment out there? Just as he said it, I got. Absolutely. I heard an art- I read an article yesterday that the guy that Super Mario was named after died uh this week at age 84 oh the guy i didn't even know it was named after a guy and apparently it the guy who sold nintendo the uh workspace in new york his name was mario and the guy said and he named the the character after this one guy wow i thought you'd think... like to know just throwing it out there yeah we should
0: <laughs> i think we just uh created a new segment uh fun facts with marcus that's <laughs> That was a fun fact. Yeah, that's wow. what I like to do. I like
1: to find <laughs> things out. Shout out to uh, Miss um, Mazzarello. She threw that one at me. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so overall, sum it up. The New York Knicks right now. Um, it's fun to watch. I'm having fun. I like I, I like that we're watching the new, uh, you know, these new young guys again. Isozo, we, we didn't really talk about him, but. No, he's playing what great. He had one of his best yeah.
1: games on Friday, and it's one of those guys that I think Fizdale trusts to just get a bucket. And uh, you know they yeah. call him ISO, so he's the only one he trusts to get into that ISO game and get a bucket when you need it.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious to see these guys play with KP when eventually he does come back, because I think he's just going to elevate all their games, and everyone, all these players are kind of. You know, finding themselves right now, so it's exciting. It it they're three and six. I think they could win a couple of these games coming up. I'm not like Fizdale. I think as fans, we're not too concerned with the wins and losses. You'd like to see, I'd like to hopefully see in the next week or two a close game that comes down to the wire that we can actually close. And I would love to even see Fizdale put Timmy on the bench and let the young and let Isozo go to work and let the young guys get out there because. I'm telling you before this season is over I really think Fizdale it's going to click that <laughs> yes Timmy's improving and playing better but it's just he doesn't have it I, and maybe he will get it can Fizdale bring it bring him to that place I think he's trying to but I I think he's going to give up on him I'm, I'm, at some point I and maybe that's wishful thinking but
1: I think it's just like in seeing how some of these games have ended Especially that Indiana game. Ugh. You got... like Eventually, you're going to have to say he you can't have him out there in the final 90 seconds of a game. Because... It was ugly. And it's that he... Everyone knows what he's going to do. That's the thing. He doesn't make the defense have to second-guess anything. They know he's looking to shoot a three. And you just put a hand up and he's going to chuck it and miss. Or maybe, maybe yeah. he'll hit it one out of five. But i don't i don't I can't live with those odds down the stretch you know
0: yeah we're we're nine games in and we we haven't seen what we wanted to see uh closing closing a game, so let's talk this Tehran Lou firing out in Cleveland um what I find interesting, I think this is a good topic because I'm curious to see what you think of you know. The the Teranlu firing in a vacuum, just in that situation, did he deserve it? Because we all knew Cleveland was going to be terrible. Um,
1: I didn't know but... that they were going to be this bad. I mean, they are. I mean, who did they have? They're one in eight now. But for everyone who was saying when LeBron was there, for everyone saying that I did it again. <laughs> for,
0: yeah, you've been talking about LeBron a lot today. That, Whoa! For <laughs> everyone saying
1: that you know Kevin Love is a great player. You have like Tristan Thompson getting money. Yeah. J.R.'s been hurt. Kevin
0: Love's been out a lot of the games. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kevin Love hasn't played more than like 55 (laughs) games since he's gotten there. And it's like, how can you really think? Like, they're paying him so much money. Like, this is an all star player. I mean, maybe, I mean, they need that Minnesota love back where he was like 30 pounds heavier that his body could actually handle being out there because, but they have supposedly good players. And, I don't know what was going on that they are they have like their worst start now since like nineteen eighty something and at one and eight and does it does that fall on the coach?
0: Yeah, I, I think I... in all this Tehran Lou, you know, we saw it last year in the playoffs of Cleveland and how bad they were besides LeBron. Um and it also showed how bad weak the East was, uh, that he could take that team all the way uh and that that I think
1: shows that everyone used to always clown on, uh, what was that guy's name?
0: Oh, uh, David Blatt.
1: Yeah. So that yeah. goes back to David Blatt and everyone saying that LeBron's really the coach of the team, like it, nobody else. Like no one's really who's who's the coach. And
0: yeah, I and the, and before him, Mike Woodson, and they you know drove him out of town. LeBron and gonna tell you, Luke Walton. Get your bags packed and ready to go. You are not going to last, buddy. I hate to tell you, Levar Ball's coming in there, suit and tie, ready to coach that team. No, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, Luke's going to be gone too. LeBron, strong personality, he knows basketball better than any of the coaches he's ever had. And when it comes down to it, it's the
1: players out there. It's not like the the players are the ones out there executing. You know, sure, it's easy to say that the coach is the issue, but a mix of, you know, not having talented guys or guys that had some talent a few years ago and uh, someone who really hasn't coached before. Like Lou was an assistant coach and they just brought him in because the players liked him and they say, oh yeah, let's give this guy a shot. And he'd been on the bench as an assistant for years. And now that he's got a chance to really be a head coach, and, go one and I think
0: bringing in, I think bringing in Lou to begin with was a good fit for LeBron because he was a new coach, and LeBron could be LeBron and be the loud voice in the locker room and be the guy, and not have um, you know a coach come into the team and try to take over. So it was a good fit there. Uh, the firing of Lou, you know, it, it's whatever; it doesn't matter really. They're gonna bring in whoever. Um, they were gonna be bad to me. It didn't really. It was kind of like a what's the difference if you let him just finish out the year and then bring in a new coach? It was weird to me that they didn't fire him because they had a specific guy that they wanted yeah, to. and like him. it's it it's crazy so, to see.
1: Like it it'll be interesting to see where he lands and or if he lands another coaching gig because you see some of these guys that got fired and have new jobs now. Their teeth. Yeah. I mean, Budenholzer is in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. He kind of. Landed in almost the perfect spot because you got sure. a team that's already pretty established and he's a good coach. I mean, the Hawks were good under him until they just decided to get rid of everybody. They're a 60 win team, four or five all-stars on one squad. Yeah. And now you give him a little Greek freak and.
0: cool baby. You know, can that guy play basketball? Bledsoe Ooh.
1: and I don't love that. Brooke Lopez is their starting center, but <laughs> that's almost an <laughs> hey, embarrassment. Brooke can, but, Brooke can you know. play, man.
0: And when Brooke can play when you put him with a guy like Giannis. uh um you gotta love it. I I watching that guy play basketball, who baby, man. I
1: he just He's an unstoppable player. Like there's not a lot of he's guys that gigantic you could legitimately say are unstoppable. This dude, it's unreal what he can do on the court. And it's like, you know, give him Give him one other star to play alongside, and that's easily Eastern Conference Finals. If not, they should be a favorite to go to the finals because yeah. that's the dude they that They were came. my initial...
0: The, the Milwaukee Bucks were one of my initial Eastern Conference Finals picks. They before. were, yeah. So that that, that pick's looking pretty good I'll right give now. You, I'll give you that. Um,
1: my only thing with them is everyone's been waiting for them to make, take the next step. Like, there's yeah. like between like the Bucks and the Wizards, it's always like... They're like, oh, they're supposed to take that leap, and like, when is it going to happen? Because they happen, either well, do well, it, and then the next year they're off, and then <laughs> all, like every other year they're good. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, Giannis just keeps getting older, and I think it's all about his development. And you know, I think when it comes to the playoffs too, all the chips got to fall in the right place because we don't know too with the seedings. You know, Boston could be playing the Bucks in the Eastern Semis. So it's it. There's a lot of what ifs and how these things fall. Um, maybe Kawhi gets hurt. Um, that's another guy who's been uh, pretty fantastic so far. Um, but I want to get back uh, to the coaching for for a second because it brings up another topic that with the whole Teron Lu firing that made me think of Fizdale. And the Knicks are notorious for going through coaches like crazy. I mean, it just Think of all the coaches the Knicks have I'd had love have a coach in our lifetime before years. we got yeah. to yeah before we got to Fisdale I mean, Cheney, Wilkins, uh, Larry Brown, Derek Der- Fisher, Larry Brown. I mean, we ruined everything. <laughs> so, you know what? What do you think? How long does Fisdale have? I, I just hope again. My I'm preaching preaching patience. That's all I'm saying. Just let. You got to let everything just happen and give it some time. Um, The Day and Tony experiment, like they brought that guy and we finally thought, oh, we're going to do this thing. Then they brought in Mello. And Day and Tony's like, I don't want him. I don't want Mello. (laughs) Like, well, we're doing it anyway. And that ruined it. I mean, it just – that was one of the big things that made the whole thing not work because you gave a coach a player he never wanted. So the question is, how long is this going to last? And will the Knicks actually see this through?
1: I think he actually has a pretty long leash to work with because they are starting this rebuild with him. So I think knowing like he's being like, they, he knew the situation he was getting into. And I think Steve Mills and Scott Perry knew what they were trying to build and they wanted a guy who could handle what was going to happen. Like they, are aware that the team's going to be bad. It wasn't like, Oh, let's bring in Derek Fisher. And this is going to completely turn things around. No, <laughs> this is a, a guy Fish. who's got a pedigree. And, you know, I think he's, he's a everyone is aware of what's going to happen. So I think he's got at least, you know, a two to three year window where you want to at least see it trending Ooh. up. I think yeah. as long as they're not staying consistently bad, and the players are developing, that they'll give him some room.
0: Now, when you say two- to three-year window, though, that's where I would say two years is not enough. Three years, to me, is like borderline maybe enough. I think you got to go at least four years, give this guy time. Again, the Knicks are the youngest team in the NBA. He's trying to develop all these guys, and I'm already hearing that chirping of like, oh, if the Knicks don't sign a big-time free agent next year, Oh, then you're going to start saying, the, oh, the Knicks don't know what they're doing. Scott Perry, he's, he's a loser. Then the coach gets fired. Dolan has to step in. And through all this, by the way, Dolan is the concern. Like you said, I agree completely. If if it was up to Scott Perry and the lower management under Dolan, we're going to have Fisdale for a while. We're going to have the GM for a while. But it's Dolan, when the Knicks fans start screaming, when the media starts screaming, that's when everything falls apart it's always starts from there it's it's everyone yelling and screaming it's not inside so i mean wishful thinking that's my
1: that dolan will stay out of the picture and and he has been so i think it's just these it's these three guys that have a plan in place and i think as long as like you like you've been saying this whole time patience that's what they're asking of the fans and you know you know well i'm not good with patience but I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah, you're. I'm. I'm there.
0: I see, <laughs> yeah, I see what I'm I, here. We're working on it. I, I'm. I'm saying patience, like years. We gotta, and I know for Nick fans, we like it's been years. Like we're we're running out of patience. But you just, we're finally doing it. We're the youngest team in the NBA. We're making good draft picks. Where we have promise in the young talent. We're drafting finally. Like, the days where you got to watch. Uh, Ronaldo Balkman and Michael Sweetney, and think like, oh, just give it time. Like, they'll develop. It's like, no, that, no flashes. There were no flashes of good good players there. These guys would run out of the league. It's just, we actually have guys who can play basketball. And
1: I don't even. Length, we
0: have athleticism. We have that it's a lot of good things. Four years going.
1: is a long time. I don't even know that it will take that long. But depending on how pieces fall into place and who starts to show. Promise, and you just kind of weed each other and that's and that's what I think Fitzdale is doing now is he's letting them kind of weed themselves out because you know like you said earlier this may not be the same team that we see next season and some of those guys are going to be gone and it's like okay you got to earn these minutes and does that mean yeah. Ron Baker doesn't play Sure. <laughs> run, run. He's not he hasn't been playing, you know, like he show there's other guys that are stepping up. It. And so that you have your Dotson's, you have your your Isozo. Uh you have uh Vonley showing some flash. Oh, I love there. me some Vonway still. And I love that just guy. Like, he reminds me he gives me a little bit of like uh like that old school kind of nick play. Like he doesn't have to be great yeah. every game. He just has to do, like he didn't score any points, but he had Crucial rebounds, you know, he can box out. That's He does what he has to do. And just those kind of guys that are going to show us something two, maybe three years down the road, they'll be fully developed. And, you know, Steph's going to be on his way down. Durant's going to be, like you said, that turn of the new NBA guard is going to be.
0: That passing of the torch where LeBron has to give it up and we start seeing a new... Um, NBA, where maybe a guy even like, I mean Kawhi. I think people forget how young he is. Where he starts to be the best player in I mean, the league, Anthony Davis um, again, and Anthony is Davis, only 24 right?
1: Twenty-four years old, which is
0: that's what insane, I'm saying, man.
1: That that dude. I mean, if we got him as a free agent,
0: it's that's the, that's a game
1: changer. I, and this is
0: the thing. I don't think, and I hope that Nick fans will relax when the Knicks don't get a free agent next year because it's not going to happen. It's just I'm 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 calling it right now. The New York Knicks will not be getting a big-time free agent next year, and they shouldn't still let these young guys develop. Now, the one thing with that, though, I know you're a little worried about because we've talked about this, is that KP is going to walk if we don't do something quick. And I am on the complete opposite end of that because I think he gets what Fizdale and what the Knicks are trying to do. And I know also KP – believes that he is the guy, that he is New York, and he's going to be the all-star, the all-defensive team. That's what Fizz mentally is trying to get him to be. So he needs to get there first mentally before we even get that free agent. So I think just slow down a little bit because then Knox becomes a year older. Frank becomes a year older. Dotson becomes a year older. Iso becomes a year older. Then Anthony Davis looks and goes – wow, that Knicks team was a five seed or six seed in the NBA playoffs without that big free agent yet. Now I'm going to go there and turn that playoff team into a championship team. I'm not going to that team that finished 26th in the NBA and, and, and
1: all, all, sure all of a sudden gonna we're gonna going to win a championship. It's, it's just – it's are going to be – It's not real life. In four years are going to be hitting their prime. Who are those young guys now? that are going to be fully seasoned and ready to own his own a squad in the next three to four years. That's like Giannis and KP's Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Yep. Those guys like that draft, I think it has those guys that's like, that's the, the spot we're in where in three to four years, they'll be hitting their prime and or yep. approaching it. And Someone's got to be ready to come and take over and say, this is my team, or this is our team, hoping KP's still there, and turn us into something real, finally.
0: Yeah, it's, um again, pre- preaching patience. <laughs> I, I think, let's just, we hang tight. Nick fans, we've, we've waited a long time, but just keep on waiting. Uh, good, good Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Good vibes. Um, it's been a lot of talk. It's been a good, good week. Um, it's a nice Sunday. I'm feeling pretty good. It's football Sunday. Getting ready to uh, watch my Jets here in a little bit. Um, are, are you still watching Giants games, Marcus? Have you? I, they're <laughs> on a bye week
1: this week, so I don't have anything to watch. Oh, about. that's so right. I'm feeling nice. great today, because I don't have to watch it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. You know, it's funny. I think with football too. I, I am a Jets fan. But I think this – we talked a little bit like the Jets making the playoffs. I I, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, it shouldn't because they're not very good. (laughs) But, uh, you know, football these days, we're big NBA fans. And football these days, I find myself watching football more because of fantasy football than actual football. Um, The way the game is now and knowing all this stuff about concussions. Like I am all in on NBA and I I love it. I love – I wish there was almost like a NBA one o'clock, big games, like, you know, kind of do the same thing or something. And that's what Maybe, I miss. The like game counts as two wins or over, something.
1: You get those Sunday afternoon games at one o'clock, the one and three o'clock games, and my whole day's set. And I miss that. I got to, well, we have to wait till March or February until after the Super Bowl. For that yeah. Time. And give me a little
0: oh, Christmas day NBA. That, that really gets me going. I love, the Knicks are uh, back on this Christmas day, I believe. Uh, they play the, the Bucks. Yeah,
1: the six—is it the Bucks? Yeah. That's the that's it was the Sixers last year. It was Sixers Why last I... year. The, the hope is yeah, that KP right. comes back to play against the team that took him out. So that's oh yeah Ah oh, at the Garden. Yeah, they're playing on. on Christmas I mean that
0: day. that would be a uh, a beautiful Christmas present. I would love it. That. Nice KP sweater um, for Hanukkah. Yeah, <laughs> KP sweater. Uh, so it's been a good talk. I've I've had a good time uh we both kind of said before we started recording that we're both we're both feeling good it's a good day i don't
1: know like the sun's up
0: it's been a good weekend um did a little shopping uh i've just been out and about eating some some good food um and i did something this this weekend that that's really got me just feeling so so good i went to the movies marcus and you know i love (laughs) going to the movies uh, mostly because of the popcorn on um, that's probably my favorite part i, I,
1: I gotta uh, ask did you share the bucket
0: i did <laughs> I, I i did share the bucket with my girlfriend um we are both popcorn savages we love it um and the movie i saw this weekend it was a little tough because there's a lot of parts in the movie where there's not a lot of dialogue at times you think that would be nonstop, and the theater goes real quiet hmm. and i'm and i'm I'm making a, a fool of myself, crunching on popcorn. <laughs> Everyone can hear it, and I know they can. So then I'm, like, trying not to chew, and then I'm sitting there with, like, soggy popcorn in my mouth, like I'm afraid to swallow. <laughs> but um, I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. And this movie got a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 45% from Top Curtain. Really? I got a little nervous, and I was like, should I even go sit then it?
1: What? No spoiler.
0: Hey, hey, come on, come on. I haven't seen it. I like to go fresh. But we can no spoiler. I mean, well, <laughs> well, the whole movie is kind of spoiled, if if you know anything about Freddie Mercury and the band Queen. But I got to tell you, and anyone listening, go out and see this movie. Five stars, two thumbs up. Really? It's not a perfect movie. It's not perfect. Um, very few movies are. But it was excellent. I love uh, a good biopic, so... Uh, Rami Malek I'm probably butchering his name he was fantastic I, I, I'd I, give him an Oscar nod I truly was entertained throughout it it was good pacing it it told the story of his life and a lot of things I didn't know I, I was on the ride home blasting Queen, <laughs> We Will Rock You thinking Mighty Ducks, Conway with the Triple Deke <laughs> I just, I was I was pumped up, you know when you walk out of a movie every now and then and you're just like Wow, like I am yeah, I haven't had that it, feeling it was... coming
1: out of the movie in a long time. Which is why I love those biopics, because you kinda already know enough about it going in that you just get a heightened experience once you're in there. And especially the music ones. Anyone who knows me, I'll sit through the Temptations movie when it comes on VH1, <laughs> that Jackson's movie. You know I'm watching it all five hours when it comes on. But there's just, like I lo- I love those kinds of movies and who doesn't love Queen, like it's funny, like, people say this movie was, like you said, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. People didn't like Queen for a long time. Like, a lot of critics just didn't give them a lot of respect and, for a lot of and years. And they touch
0: on that. And they touch on that a little bit in the film uh, as well. A lot of people who like. That's
1: why I'm wondering, like, the people who just like Queen are going to be the ones who like this movie. Because it plays into. They're an underdog band for a long time until, like, Wayne's yeah.
0: World brought them into the forefront right. again. And
1: it's just kind of... <laughs> there were
0: no... There actually... I'm not going to spoil it, but there kind of is a... Now that I think about it, a little bit of Wayne's World, I saw maybe but casting decisions I saw might have been made because of it. I didn't, it it didn't actually think weird. about I was it. like, wait great. a minute. What is, what's happening there?
1: Again, yeah. don't spoil it. I'll, I'll see it.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of good laughs. There were some, uh, you know, even some sad parts. I, I, I just... You know when you get in a movie and you, your your body get you get a little almost like teary eyed. You don't even know why. It's not even like that sad of a thing. And you're like, you're just you're, you're in, in it. You're, you're part know? of it. You're the not, you're you're not the experience.
1: That's yeah, That's why it, I love going it, to the theater. You know, versus watching a movie at home. It's like a different experience.
0: It's to- a different experience. It it really is. And and this is one of those movies too. I would recommend go to the theater theater and see it because it is one of those. You know, it's Queen. It's that. Concert feel they want, and the band is. I don't want to if give too much. You know, hey, you have anyone seen
1: who it. listens to Queen, like that's they are a stadium band. Like, you hear those songs, it's like it's supposed to be heard in concert. And, yeah, from what I've been told, it's almost worth it. To, it's, it's worth the price to see it just to see the Live Aid recreation. And I don't think that's a spoiler because everyone knows that the is a big part of the group, but.
0: And, and I've seen before this, years ago, I saw the Live Aid feed of the Queen performance. And it was one of those memorable things when I first saw it. I was like, wow, like, Queen was awesome. And uh, the movie does a phenomenal job of recreating that. And um, you're... You've got, you, you go got to be it. pumped. It's, it's awesome. To see, I might go see uh, it tonight. Uh, yeah. There's a... Rotten Tomato and you critics. Like, I, I just don't get it. I even read some of the reviews and... One review even said, oh, uh, the movie was really boring, but throws up a Hail Mary past the end for the win, and, like, gave it a good review, and I'm like, dude, this is all real life, like, they, you know, they, <laughs> the writer didn't come up with this plot, like, this actually happened, so, uh, yeah, nice going right. <laughs> um, so, not, well, it's not the site's fault, but, uh, is there anything else that's got you, uh, got you feeling good this Sunday?
1: Uh, I mean... I haven't I haven't been out and about too much this weekend. I got some fam in town. We're gonna we're gonna go do a little lunch.
0: Ah, oh, very nice. Yeah, it's
1: been a while since the the Chinquis have been in the same city. Back in New York for sure. So
0: in New York. Oh, where are you grabbing lunch? A uh, Chinese
1: food place out in Williamsburg. I don't remember oh, the name. Matthew likes to find. Oh, these how I miss Chinese and, food. You know that's <laughs> I'm I'm just following the group. So we'll see where, where we end up.
0: I like it. I like it. And uh, who you who you got knicks Wizards? Oh, uh,
1: I think I think we should we got to take the Knicks in this one. The Wizards are not looking good, and I don't think Dwight Howard's going to be the change they think he is. So,
0: <laughs> I think I'm actually going to take. I think the Wizards are going to win this game. I know they're one and seven. Vegas has them as uh, seven and a half Really? Yeah so at at Washington (laughs) um, so that many points tells me Washington but either way we'll do this again next week and uh, see where the Knicks are at they they do have some cupcake games coming up against pretty bad teams so I don't know maybe a win streak could be in order uh, before we talk again Um, Marcus it's been real enjoy the rest of your Sunday Uh, football family friends You too? Uh, you, you gotta Dogs love it. Queen. maybe watch Little Mighty Ducks, you know? Just, why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I back. like that. Um, hey, maybe I'll even go one, two, and <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be enough time. Uh, thanks for listening to Let's Talk Next. We'll talk to you next week.